Wonderful. It is so good to have you here this morning. My name is Drew. I'm the pastor here uh, and uh, thrilled. I love seeing the bustle of people getting to know each other. If you didn't notice, this is a fifth Sunday of the month. And when we have a fifth Sunday of the month, um, we all worship together. So usually we send the shorter of our people, the younger ones out, and they have kids church uh, together. But today on the fifth Sunday, we, we do it all together uh, as an opportunity to just worship maybe a little differently, also to worship together. Um, uh, it also gives us a uh, nice relief. So our whole kids team can still all be in the room together. So we're thrilled that you can be here today. And usually I love it. This is one of my favorite things <clears throat> is that we take a little time. So if you're, if you're an old adult, just take a minute by yourself. But if you're young, come on up. I would love to chat with you. I got something really important to talk about. So if you're a kid, please come on up. We get a little time together. I have something for you. We're gonna gather all the way up here on the stage, just right around here. Grab a seat. Good to see you guys. Wonderful. There we go. We get all sorts of different entrances. I love it. You guys can come, come close. Come over, come close. I made the decision not to sit on the ground, which I think was wise. Right now I'm feeling that. Oh, thank you. Look at this. Did you bring me water? Thanks, Christian. Look at this crew of people. Oh, Knox, he wants to sit by you, bud. There you go. You guys buds? Yeah, we are. You guys are buds? Oh, I like this. All right. Oh, the guitar is not yours. That's okay, though, Timmy. Someday, maybe. Someday. You get to ask Jordan if you can have his guitar. It is so good to see you guys. Happy Sunday. I got one happy Sunday back. Thanks. I Today we have an exciting day. Are you ready for this? You don't know it. But I, we are now officially at our church's birthday party. Aaron, can you take us to the birthday party? You got it. There we go. Welcome to the birthday party. We're at a we're at a birthday party. Anyone ever have a birthday party? Yes. Yeah. Who's had a birthday party? Birthday parties. Some of you. Some of you don't even know it. You probably had a birthday party. Maybe a really cool one. You didn't even you weren't even aware because you were one. This is, this is our church's birthday party. We are three years old. Is that crazy as a church? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, most of you, I think, were around. Some of you weren't even around when our church started. How cool is that? Uh, what are things, I got a few questions for you. What are things that we, ha- we do at birthday parties? What are some of the things we you guys do? Cake and we, Cake, you, you eat your presents too? Oh, open your, okay, I got confused. I thought maybe at your house you eat your presents. She could if it's, oh, is that silly? So we have cake. We actually have cupcakes. Sadie bought us cupcakes. So after the service, we get to go out in the hallway and celebrate with cupcakes. And I saw a lot of donuts too, which are kind of like cake, right? Um, what else do we do? Presents. Sometimes at your birthday, you get presents. What else? Anyone else? Yeah, what else do we do? Balloons. Balloons. Sometimes you hang out balloons. And decorations. Obviously, we got our decorations up. Anything else you do? What else do you do at your birthday party? And um, dinners. And candles on your birthday cake? Yes. Yes. What else do you do at your birthday? And you also um, uh, eat special food. Eat special food. This is why I had some special food here. Like nachos, like the biggest pile of nachos ever, right? Or if you look over there, I don't know if you saw it. There's a there's a, a plate of, of enchiladas at the... I like do you like enchiladas? I love enchiladas as well. We love doing things. One of the things I love to do at birthday parties is to like signal to everyone to say, hey, we're all at the party is to wear a birthday hat. Did anybody bring birthday hats? No. No? 
Good thing I did. You guys want to help help me pass out birthday hats? We all need to wear a birthday hat. All right, here, everybody grab birthday hats. Here, I'll pass them. Why don't you take them back? Everyone pass these around. Birthday hats, birthday hats. You guys know? No, 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 grown-ups don't wear birthday hats. Maybe, maybe if there's a few left over. You want one of these? Birthday hats? Birthday hat? No? No birthday hat over there. Okay, ready? I'm going to wear a green one. You guys have one? I got orange ones here. Anybody else need a birthday hat? I didn't birthday hats? You need one? Mm -hmm. Can I help you get it? All right. You don't want one? All right. Everyone sit down. The other thing I do, birthday hats, we got cake, we got enchiladas, we got balloons, we've got presents. What else? What else do you think we need? Can I tell you something we do at our house? At my house, at my house, we do one other thing. At birthdays. We go around the table when we're eating cake. Wait, one more hat, please. Oh, oh, you got any more hats? Thanks for looking out for your friend there. This guy wants a hat. Does he? Oh, no, he doesn't. Do you want a hat? Who needs a hat? Sorry, this became an ordeal more than I ever thought. Does she need a hat? Oh, it's okay. It's okay. She wants dad. That's okay. I know. The hats are a little scary, aren't they? They're a little weird. So one thing we do at our house is we go around and we say, if it's someone's birthday, we all get a chance to tell us something we just love about that person. Happy birthday. It's one of the gifts we give them is we say, I am thankful that God made you this way or that you do this or, or that I love this about you. That's something we like to go around and say at our house. It's one of my favorite things. And as I get older, it's probably one of the sweeter things that we get to do at our house. So I'd like you to help me do that at our, the birthday party today, okay? So today our birthday party is for our church family, for our whole church family. And I need you to help me think of a couple things that we're thankful for for our church today. Just to keep the tradition alive, that we, we share something we're thankful for. Do you guys have anything you're thankful for uh, with our church today? The tiny cakes? You're thankful for the tiny cupcakes? All right, that's legit. What are you thankful for for our church? You're thankful that we have treats. Yeah, I bet there's some adults thankful that we have treats every week. Yeah, what else? What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for all the fun in Sunday school. You're thankful for all the fun you have in Sunday school? I'm thankful for that too. That Agreed? Anyone else agree with that one? Yeah? Pretty awesome. What do you have? What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for that we get to go upstage and have fun. You're thankful that you get to come sit yeah. on the stage and have fun? I am too. Like right now? Yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm thankful. One more. What else are you thankful for? I'm thankful that we get to spend time together and learn about Jesus. Oh, that's a great one. You're a good plant. She is thankful that we get to spend time together every week and we get to learn about Jesus, right? You're going to show that? Okay. You have a question? That picture is our friend Aaron. Aaron shared that picture one week, and I'm going to try to share it as much as I can for the next few months, because everyone needs to see that picture of Mr. Aaron. You can see, I think he's out there. You guys see Aaron out there? I see there he is. You should go get a picture of me. He's kind of like a celebrity in our church because of this goofy picture. Great. That was a great question. Great question. You know what? I too am thankful. One of my things I'm most thankful for is all of you, that I get to hang out with you every week. Isn't that great? And we get to hang out and we get to remind ourselves how good Jesus is. 
Isn't that great? I am so thankful I have people who do that in my life. That is so important. Okay, last thing we do at our house, we, thank, we, we say things we're thankful for, and then one person prays for that person. Is anyone bold enough to pray for our church and thank God for our church? Any of you want to? Me. Do you want to? Yeah. You guys both want to? Okay, let's pray together. These guys are going to lead us in a prayer. We'll see how this goes. Ready? Let's pray. Thank God for our church. Amen. Thank you, guys. Do you, you guys want to take some of these back? I think there's some adults who want these. Here, will you take these back with you? Okay, why don't you take? Okay, take them back. See if your parents want them. Oh, there's a lot of them. Take them back. Okay. Okay. Who else needs it? Anyone? You want to take one back? Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you guys for coming up. That was fun to hang out a little bit together. Birthday hats. We made it. We made it through. Oh, these guys. Unbelievable. Well, uh, thank you for being here. We are thrilled that you're here and um, excited. It's a special week that we get to celebrate our birthday and do it all together. Um, it's just kind of sweet to have us all in the room at the same time. It's fun now to see little birthday hats out there. Look at these people. Good work. There's some old people wearing birthday hats. Good work. You guys win. Uh, we're thrilled. We're in a series in the book of Romans. Um, and we're just starting it, and it actually really fits. Uh, I was excited that we got to do our birthday celebration uh, at the beginning of this book because I think it fits in reminding us of why we even exist, why we're here, why we started a church, uh, and why we're here. So that's my hope today is we're going to just spend a few minutes um, being reminded of that. If, uh, if, if there are kids in the room or adults that need something to do, uh, we do have clipboards at, uh, outside the door that have a special birthday activity book in them. Uh, if you'd like one, or you can grab one on your way out. Uh, there's also crayons out there. Also, the gym is open if um, there's a moment where you need to move around, whatever age you are, if you need to move around a little bit. So we're in a book, uh, we're starting the book of Romans. We'll be doing this for a few years here together. And we're our first section of this, the first few chapters we're gonna do, we're calling the good news. And it's reminding us of this great news, the gospel that we have uh, and what that gospel really is. Um, couple things to be aware of. We do have some great resources and we'll continue to even have more resources on the book of Romans if you want to keep digging in. Uh, we have a podcast that our senior pastor, Steve, has been doing. He's been studying the book of Romans for many, many years and loves it. And so he just created a podcast sharing what he's learned over the years, teaching uh, uh, retreats and seminars on it and just digging into it. So there's a podcast you can hop, you can check out. There's also resources on our, on our resource page on our website all sorts of stuff. And we also have scripture journals, but I think we ran out actually. I just heard we ran out. So there's more being ordered. So we do have these great short um, scripture journals that many of you grabbed uh, that are awesome. They're one side scripture and one side's blank, just as an opportunity to journal or take notes as we uh, walk through this book together. And I think we're out of them. So don't grab one of those today, but hopefully next week there'll be more um, that you can grab. All right, our passage today as we jump into Romans is going to be a passage that's going to remind us of who we are as Paul shares uh, who he is and who the church is. And we've already spent some time the last two weeks just looking at who Paul is, uh, his story, and, and why we'd want to hear from him at all. 
uh, as he's been changed by Jesus uh, and encountered Jesus. Um, and also we got to hear last week from Aaron about just this church in Rome and be encouraged by that. And so today we're gonna look at this same passage that we've kind of been looking at, but just the whole thing, this greeting that, that starts the book of Romans and understand, um, I think there's some really helpful things in here that hopefully will encourage us, remind us of even who we are and really the same, the same people that Paul's writing this to. So let's read this together. If you have a Bible, you can crack that open or uh, all the words will be up here on the screen too as we just take a little bit of time here in Romans 1. It says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all nations, including you who are called to belong to Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, to all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. One long sentence that we can get a little lost in, but the way Paul greets as he writes this letter to these people in the church in Rome, he reminds them of who he is, his identity, what he's called to, and ultimately that we all have been called to the same great identity. He reminds us that he is a servant of Christ, that Christ's coming and dying and rising has given him the opportunity now to, to serve Christ, uh, and also an opportunity to be an apostle or someone who's sent out to tell others. Actually, later in here, um, kind of in, in the middle here in, in verse five, we hear, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, for the sake of his name among all the nations. So Christ has rescued us from a life of darkness, life of sin, a life just pursuing our own desires, a life of loneliness or shame, guilt. He's pulled us from that, but not just to, not just to rescue us, but now to give us this new life, welcome in this new family. And that family business is helping others know that there is life, that there's light, that there's goodness, that there's a God who loves them deeply. There's comfort and joy and peace. And so we get to bring that to all nations. This is, this is Paul reminding us of who he is and who we are, but also kind of setting the stage for this is ultimately in the book of Romans. We're gonna hear over and over, you're called out of this thing and called to this new thing. In fact, I love this phrase he says in six, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. We actually belong somewhere and it's with a person. And he calls to the people of Rome that they are loved by God and called to be saints. Again, called out of this thing and into something new, rescued from something and given a purpose and a plan. And it's to join Jesus in his mission to help more people know him and find hope in a world that can feel quite hopeless. This uh, later, not long after this, a few verses after this into his letter, he shares about kind of those two big things, this idea of being rescued from something and to something, this identity that we all hold because of the work that Christ has, has done to rescue us. He shares this in Romans 1.16. He says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel because of the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. So he's sharing here, that this gospel has this power that rescues us. 
that we know this story in, in, earlier in the, in the last passage, we kind of heard, he, he has a real brief overview of how this kind of worked, that, that God created people, people turned from God. And then in the Old Testament, we hear this story of how people continue to try things that aren't bringing them actually more connected to God, actually aren't leading people back to God. But again, like everyone else around them, just leading people uh, to follow themselves, leading people to uh, often destruction and death, um, leading people not to find peace or joy. And so he says all those things in the story, then Jesus comes. God actually comes in, in the person, in, in the flesh to die on a cross and, and rise from the dead and ascend to heaven on a throne. And that work that he's done has been the work that has rescued us. And that work is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jews, then to Gentiles, not, not just Jewish people, all people, this power has come. And then what has this power done? It's rescued us. And then we go, well, great, thanks, Jesus. And Jesus leaves and he goes like, well, stop doing silly stuff. He says, no, 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 you're with me now. Join me in this great mission. And he shares that great mission. We call it the great commission at the end of Matthew. And Jesus came to them and said, this is right before he ascends to heaven. He tells them their mission. I've, you've been rescued and now here's what happens. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. A quick study of this passage. We see a couple important things. Jesus says, I have all the authority in heaven and on earth, all the authority. I'm the one who rescues. I'm the one who gives life. And now I've called you to join me in this work to go and make disciples of all people. And maybe that word disciple might sound like go and make everyone Christians. He's saying, I want you to go and make everyone know me and have their lives rescued by me and have a relationship with me. He says to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Baptizing someone is an opportunity, a ceremony that just signals to the world, I'm part of this family. It's, It's a way to say, hey, who are you with? I'm with Jesus with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm with this family. It's an opportunity to symbolically go under the water and come out of the water and say, I was once dead and now Christ has pulled me out and I'm alive now. And say, this is the the people I'm with and the mission now that I'm on is to bring this good, good news to the world. To teach them what it looks like to actually live a fruitful life with Christ. And you say, that sounds impossible. And Jesus says, yeah, yeah, don't forget though. I'm always with you, always the one empowering you and rescuing you. And so today it's great. This passage is perfect for our birthday because it's an opportunity to remind us of this is why we're here still. Thousands of years later, the church in Columbia Heights, the church in the Twin Cities, we're here for the same reason, to remind people, to let them know there is hope, that they have been rescued and they've been given a purpose. They've been rescued from and to something. This makes me think of like any fun adventure movie when like there's a group of people who rescue someone that were like bandits were trying to steal something from them. And then the good guys come in and rescue them. And then they say, hey, join us in our mission. And then, you know, throughout the movie, they like kind of grow as a group. And at the end, they defeat the bad, whatever, wizard or whatever it is at the end. In real life, this actually makes me think of a story. It's one of the people I admire uh, most. Uh, It makes me think of Harriet Tubman. If you know any of the stories of how her life goes, she is 
uh, rescued or actually gets out of slavery and then decides to, to give her life to actually going and rescuing more people out of slavery. She could just say, I'm safe. I, I can just get by now. He said, I have a master who's going to hurt me, control my life. And she says, no, I'm going to actually go back, maybe even to dangerous places, not even maybe, very dangerous places. And I'm going to rescue others. I'm going to say, come, come with me. I'm going to take you home to a place that's safe, free. This, this great story of her gathering people and uh, hiding them and all, all the things she teaches them along the way so that they can get freedom. This is our story. This is the people in Rome's story. This is Paul's story. This is the story we hear over and over and over as we read scripture. A story that I think every day I need to be reminded of because I forget whose story this is. This is the story of Paul encountering Jesus on the side of the road. A man who was persecuting and killing Christians, who encounters Jesus and is rescued from that life to a new life where now he will, he will use his zealous leadership to bring more people to Christ. He's gonna actually go to those places where he was trying to pull people from their homes to uh, arrest them or kill them. And now he's gonna go with the good news that there is life in Christ. This is the story of God's people who were backed up against a sea and Pharaoh's army was coming at them and there was no way out. And this was it for them. And God makes a way when there seemed to be none. He opens the waters of the sea and they cross through the waters. It's crazy. Only God could do that. It's a story of people who are rescued from something into a different life, a new life. It's a story of a boy who fights a giant who he has no right fighting, who shouldn't fight him because he for sure is going to die. And the giant taunts him and says, oh, I'm going to tear you apart. And the boy says, oh, you don't realize you're not fighting me. You're fighting my God, my true king. And no one defeats my king. A story of a boy who is rescued and pulled from a life as a shepherd to life as a king. This is the story of a friend of Jesus who was dead. As Lazarus lay in his tomb, Jesus weeps over death. And then he calls to his friend. He says, no, I'm gonna pull you from that, from death, literally from death to life. You've been rescued from any, he, he yells at his friend to get out of the grave. I just love that moment. Yells for him to come out of the grave. He says, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus comes out and he says, get those deathly clothes off of you and go. And, and Lazarus goes and he can't wait to share this good news with others around him. In the same way, God's rescued us and called us to this great, great opportunity, this great mission. In the same way, he meets the woman at the well who no one wants to talk to, who's at the well at the time of the day when no one's there because no one wants her around. The woman who's been married to different men, hurt and abused, tons of shame and guilt, covering her, this burden on her. And he says, I'm here to rescue you. I love you and I want you. Even if no one else does, I, I want you. And the, the burden that falls off of her, the shame that melts away, she can't help but say, I gotta tell everyone about this guy. He's come to save us. I've got to tell everyone about this guy. 
and just over and over the stories of people who are rescued from a life to the new life, from darkness to new life, from shame to great love, from guilt to great love, from discomfort to an eternal comfort, to a life seeking approval from all those around them, never satisfying to a life of a God, the creator of the universe saying, I love you enough to come and give my life for you. A life rescued from something and to something incredible. This is our life. So this, Paul shares that in, a, in a one long sentence. He says, hey, I too have been rescued and you've been rescued. We are loved dearly by God and he calls us to be saints and welcomes us into his family. We've received grace and sentness. We've been sent to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all nations. We have been rescued to, from something and to something great, the opportunity to bring hope and life that's not in us, but the one. We get to bring the one who actually will satisfy our souls. The one who's, the one, the people who belong to Jesus, who are loved by God and called to be saints. Friends, we are loved dearly by God and we are called to be saints in his family. Rescued from something to something. This is so important in my life because it, it tells me who I am, who we are, what we're called to do, and also who we will become as we have hope in a future when Jesus comes and makes all things right. This also helps me because sometimes I forget that I uh, I'm not just rescued by Jesus. I'm not just in awe of like, wow, that's cool. All right, I'm gonna just go back to the stuff I was doing. It reminds me that I'm rescued in order for this great purpose of who we are. And this is really our hope as we started our church. So uh, over three years ago, a group of us were prayed for. Uh, this is at our downtown location. Uh, many of you are still in the, in the room. Can you believe it? Incredible. We were prayed for and sent out with the hope that we could tell people this good news, that you are loved by God and you've been called to a great purpose, to be saints and in God's family. And then we had our first service at Highland Elementary, right next door in the gym. A little echo, echoier than here. And look how big my face is. I'm gonna cover that up. That's a little awkward. Again, many of you in this room, what a gift to be together that first day because we couldn't wait to say, we want people in Columbia Heights, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces to have a place they could come and worship and be reminded each week that they're loved by God and called his saints. Anyone remember this? We're in that, that room. What an upgrade we've got. This cushy seats. Remember sitting on folding chairs and remember when Josh played guitar for worship? Remember this, Josh? Well done. Might not ever see that again. That's all. That was incredible. Oh, every week one of the speakers didn't work. You never knew which one was going to go out. But we, nothing's stopping us. We we're going to tell the world that God loves them. And then we got to spend some time online. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> and then we moved here to our new building. It was a great pick of Stan. Stan, the super greeter. We got to start meeting here and now... Three years later, we're here and we see new people come and connect, hearing the good news that God loves them. They've been called to be saints. 
meeting new friends, coming and feeling welcome, having the word healed be part of what we're known for. There's, there's nothing like it. Multiple times someone said, oh, I've heard about your church. I have a friend who really feels like they've been healed going there. Amen, right? Because they have, because you've been rescued from something to something new by the power of Christ, not us. It really is this phrase that we like to, to use here is that we're bringing great joy to our community. Capital J joy, capital J Jesus, right? We're bringing the true joy that pushes out darkness as we just follow Jesus together, as he's gathered us, as he's picked us up and rescued us and healed us. And he's like, come on, come on, let's go. And we've just continued to move together as we do that. I want to share a few ways just in the last year as we do celebrate our birthday today, kind of as I uh, end, end my time here. Um, uh, I just want to share a few ways that I see God working. And, and some of these are just numbers of people. And, and sometimes that maybe feels less... Um, like caring or, or intimate, but this is important. We're, we're a church that averages between about like, well, it depends on the week, right? <laughs> 30 people to a hundred and something. Um, but we average about uh, 75 to hundred adults. And we average about 40, we have 45 children on our roster. That means a third of our people are the people who are up here. Um, and our sweet little family here, does so much. And part of that is to make a place so people can come and know that God loves them uh, and that they're called to be saints. And so just a few ways, I'm just so encouraged by this. Just in the last year, as we celebrate our birthday, as we say, hey, what are things we're just, we just love about our church? I wanted to share a few of those with you guys. Uh, we have 34 adults who've been serving in our hospitality team. Uh, thank God for them. They come and help set up. It's many of you, right? I say this as if these are like other people. This is just all of us because we all have to do this. 15 people who bring treats. Thank God for them, right? Every, uh, every week. Heights Bakery uh, has continued to give us more baked goods. I think two, two or three weeks out of the month now, we get donuts from them. How cool is that? We have a prayer team that's been developed and people pray for us at the end of our service. A couple of things is I've just asked people what they've been encouraged by. Uh, they said, I love seeing kids join and welcoming people and serving. I, I love that. It's probably our best greeters are our shorter people as they run up and say, hello, they're glad you're here. Seeing people hang out and laugh and connect and welcome new friends. There's nothing like the hum, the buzz of the hallway, all crammed with people and kids running around. And oh, it just, it warms my heart. I'm thankful for that in our church family. As we think about our kids team, we have 32 adults who serve uh, within our kids team who help on Sunday mornings. They're, they're willing to say, I'm not gonna sit and worship the whole time with with everyone, I'm actually gonna go and help worship and serve uh, kids. We have 45 kids this year that have been uh, served in our kids, um, kids church. And many of those kids are, are, are all around all the time. Uh, it feels like every few weeks, Britta says, hey, we got a new record. We have 41 here this week. Uh, you can feel it in the room when we leave. It's like, oh wow, a third of us just left the room. I One of my joys is seeing our middle and high schoolers serving. We have many uh, teenagers who say, I'm willing to give my time to go sit. And in fact, they're like the celebrities. If we have celebrities in the building, they're the celebrities. When your kid's this short, the coolest thing in the world is you have a high schooler, middle schooler who's willing to, to invest in you. What a great opportunity. Love hearing things like this. My kids love coming to church. I just talked to someone who said like, oh, we were just exhausted a few weeks ago, but our kids got us up. And we're like, we got to go to church. <laughs> Good work. Good work, little ones. <laughs> Um, and I love just hearing that, uh, that, that our kids' ministry is helping 
people know Jesus. Uh, and you heard it this morning, right? It's one of their favorite things. We're thankful for our worship team this year. We've had 13 people serve on that team in the band or at, at, back in the booth serving with AV. What a thrill, right? He, and we've just heard from our church family. I look forward to singing with my church family. My heart needs the truth of the socks. They said, do you, uh, what do you love coming to church for on Sunday? Someone said, I just every week need to hear that. The words of those songs sung by, by my friends, my family. How true is that, right? A couple other places are just encouraging. We have six small groups at our, uh, in our location here. We have 18 leaders, 85. We just took a survey. 85% of our people in our church are somehow connected in a small group. Uh, that's incredible. That's really incredible uh, that many of you have said, I'm going to commit not just to Sunday, but to other people to continue to grow and support each other and, and ultimately help each other follow Jesus. A couple of things as I asked, thank God for my small group. And someone said, I have patient gospel friends. That's a gift to just have patient friends, <laughs> patient friends who share the gospel with you. Uh, uh, some of our partners, we have community partners and we have ministry partners who are other ministries we work with. A few of those uh, arrive ministries is working with uh, immigrant and refugee families. And many of you have connected and served with that this year. We have welcomed and cared for families from Iraq and Ethiopia, Ukraine and other places. Uh, it's, that's been a joy to see many of you hop in. People who are just right here in our community uh, move into their lives and care for them. At Seca, our, uh, the food shelf here uh, in town, for the, that's for the whole county. We've had many of you help deliver food, pack food, uh, work at produce drops. And we're hoping, we're working with them right now to find other ways to get more of us there and even find ways to help our, our younger uh, folks here in church help. Uh, I, just got, I just sent an email there and I said, how, can, how could like a five-year-old help? And he said, let's figure it out so we can get all of our people there serving together. And then just the, the love we've, we've sent and cared for our Heights schools here. We have the blue bin that has collected so many school supplies and coats. We lost count after like 50 coats that have been given just through our church um, and the hours of volunteering and caring, um, which is a, a gift. A, a, even just asking some of these partners, uh, hearing things like we're thankful for hope. We're glad that you're here. To have someone say, hey, I just want to encourage my church with, uh, you know, what you think about them. And to have our local food shelf say, tell everyone at Hope that we're so glad you're here. That means a lot. That's a big deal. Uh, and that we know that you care about the kids of Heights. That's how my email starts sometimes when the school says, hey, we need something. It starts with, hey, I heard your church cares about the kids here in Columbia Heights. Um, yeah, we do. What a reputation, right? That we know we get to bring that good, news through those things. These are, these are great things, friends. And then lastly, I'm just excited for this year as it comes up, a few things that we get excited about. We're going to continue doing the same thing, telling each other God loves us. We're called to be saints. We're excited for more hangouts, more opportunities. We're talking about uh, Nick's excited about help hosting some game nights. We got some people excited about doing some winter stuff. Um, Lots of fun opportunities just to get together and build community. We're uh, going to host some, some teams this year of high school students that will come from around the country and they just wanted to come and meet a local church and get to know some of the people there as they serve in the Twin Cities. And so they asked, um, they'd heard about Hope. And so they asked, can we, can we be a part of your church? So we're excited to just introduce them to Hope for a week uh, and then get to even meet some of you. Um, their hope is just to meet regular people who are following Jesus. And I said, we got tons of regular people who follow Jesus. 
Uh, so we're excited even as that opportunity comes, more opportunities to overflow and serve together in all these areas. And uh, in the end, just excited to keep serving, serving Jesus together uh, and reminding ourselves of this. This is why we started our church is because we were loved by God and called to be saints and we get to tell others this good news. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Excited to celebrate today that we've been doing that for a few years and can't wait for many more years of doing that. At the end of our sermon, usually we like to do a little opportunity, some questions to think about and respond. But today I want, I, I want us to have an opportunity to even share a little bit amongst ourselves. And so maybe you find the same people you just got to talk the question of the day with. Um, maybe you find some new people, but I would love for you to gather and just take a moment. We're just take a couple minutes. I want you to share what you would say. If you were at the birthday party and we're eating cake and they said, hey, we're gonna go around and share just something. What's something uh, you've seen God doing in these people? What would you share? And so that maybe is something that personally, just this is something God's been doing in my life in the last year. Um, or maybe specifically even better, what's something that, that you're thankful for, uh, for your church? And if you're a guest today, uh, you, you might not know that because you just are here today. Uh, even just share uh, what, what God's been doing uh, or maybe even just the way we can pray. So I'd love for us to take a few minutes, gather again together and just share uh, where, where you've seen God at work and then take a minute to pray together if you're willing. And then we'll, uh, we'll finish our time just worshiping again, singing together. So let's do that now. So gather together uh, and then we'll sing here just in a few minutes. There's also, sorry, I forgot. There's also communion out in the hallways. Uh, as we sing, there'll be an opportunity to take communion. There's stickers out there. So if your kids wanna come and they're not taking communion yet with you, uh, they can still take a sticker to remind them of Jesus's death and resurrection. Uh, there's people in the back of the room that would love to pray for you as always. Uh, and there's always opportunity to give online and, um, and sing together. So, all right, go ahead. Let's share what God's been doing with some friends.